to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and today I'm proud to be speaking with Melissa Wardwell, one of uh, the Celebrate Lit publishing authors who has published a book recently and I've actually edited one of her novellas for the Christmas for the Keeping Christmas um collection as well. So we'll probably talk about that process as well. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me. And it's nice to meet uh one of the one of my editors. Yes, <laughs> nice to meet you. I know. I see because I have the podcast. That's I, that's why I, I talked to Denise about that. So why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? I am Melissa Wardwell. I am a mother of three. They are all of adult, young adultish age now. Um, my husband and I been married for 23 years this hour romance is my favorite being a romance author it kind of helps give me a little um encouragement sometimes <laughs> yeah so to speak um i live in michigan and um i had i started writing in 2014 and since then i have um my last count was 14, I believe, 14 books with my name on them. Whether I contributed as part of the, anth- an- of anth- excuse me, as part of an uh, anthology or uh, just my own work. So what inspired you to become a writer? I was not, um, I was an avid reader before I started writing and I wasn't exactly finding, uh, the, the kind of stories that I wanted. I was a very young mother. Um, my husband and I had our first child shortly after I turned 21. So most of the books that I was reading were about young 20-somethings that had already lost their way and wanted to find, uh, reconnect with themselves or something. And it was so cookie cutter. And I'm thinking I'm 21, 22, and I have babies and there is no going away to find myself And I can't go back to my hometown because I'm still in my hometown. Like, I just couldn't relate to any of them. So I started um, drafting stories around 2008. Um, But I didn't really do anything with them until until 2014. Ah, yeah, that escape. Writing can sometimes be the escape escape when you can't get away. So, um, let's talk about your process when you write. Right. Exactly. Right. Are you a, um, a pants, a plotter, a pantser, or do you kind of plan a little plot, plot a little pants a little, or as we nano, we rhymos say, um, plant a plantser. 
I am, well, the NaNoWriMo, yeah, I'm a planter. I call it a plotster. <laughs> plotster, I, I love plot that. <laughs> my characters, I'm a plotster. I plot my characters. Like, I'm very meticulous. I have a, a formula to plan out my characters from the way they look to um, the traumas in their life to any deficiencies or setbacks they might have. And, um, and then I figure out where, where the story will take place. Will it take place here in Michigan? If it's here in Michigan, where in Michigan, because we can have two seasons or we can have four seasons. It all depends on where I live. Right. Um, if it's someplace else, I need to figure out the lay of the land, that kind of thing. Um, and the story so i don't really worry about too much i get the, the 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 hook at the beginning the hook in the middle and the hook at the end and then i just let my characters speak to me yes. um throughout the rest of the story you sound like me <laughs> i don't i don't i mean i have to learn get to know my characters and sometimes i will do character profiles and sometimes i will end up mm -hmm. writing a story that may be just for me to get to know my characters and then I'll turn around and do what God wants me to do with it. Um, that's what's happening with yeah. my books now. So, yeah. Um, so, um, the new book that's out now, um, what was the inspiration behind it? Just devotion. Yes. Um, that one allowed me to tap into my previous career in the bridal industry just a little bit i was a bridal consultant for about 10 years i grew up in the bridal industry um and so i was able to kind of tap into that a little bit as um my running characters of scott and beth um finally make it to the altar uh, Scott and Beth are in every single book for my Independence Island books, the five of them that I wrote. And uh, this one is like, it's their last story for the Island series, but their story is really just beginning. Um, so, and it also, um, the character Scott, he was pretty silent through a majority of the books, I kind of likened him a little bit to my husband, um, kind of the, the quiet type, mm -hmm. um, internal, uh, he keeps everything inside for a little bit, but, um, this story focused a whole lot on Scott and his worries and thoughts about, uh, becoming a husband and, um, making sure Beth is taken care of, but then he has a surprise visit from an old college roommate that really throws his world for into a tailspin. And um, Scott tends to act a little uncharacteristically uh, from what I've set up in the books beforehand. Um, yeah, the probably cool, will go back calm, and collected man. Yeah. Yep. And I've started reading it, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I can tell he's he's becoming a bit... I don't know if you'd say hot-headed or just 
just how out because I like I said I haven't read the other books, but at the beginning you can see him as as cool, calm, and collected, and now he's getting he's kind of getting a little feisty. Yeah, he loses his he loses his cool, and that's not it, that doesn't happen often, you know, for these guys that are pretty calm. Really, just leave me alone. Let me work. Let mm-hmm. me make my family happy. And and but then when someone when they feel threatened, they feel like somebody's about to threaten their um their lives in some way. They can they tend to lose their cool a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, he redeems himself well. So okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'll assure you on that one. <laughs> okay, good. Um, let's talk about your I don't remember the name of it, I'd have to look it up, but let's talk about your novella for the Keeping Christmas collection. Is that actually gonna be included? Okay. The my Christmas novella is in the Keeping Christmas Volume Two. The story is called Christmas at Kerwood's Castle. Yes. Um, that's it. Yes. I absolutely it actually is based in a, a real location, like really five blocks that way from me. Um, it's it's right downtown here where I live. And um, I kind of touched a little bit on some actual people that were influential in our town at the time. Um, Mr. Kerwood, uh, James Oliver Kerwood. He was an author. Oh. Um, and if um, it's an older movie, it came out in the eighties. Um, what was the that? Movie? Was based on his book, The Bear. Okay, because you cut out there for a second. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's one of that's based on his one of his books. He was a an author and a screenwriter and a uh, 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 nature conservationist. Um, so I got to spend some time one-on-one with uh, Kerwood's um, curator, the Kerwood Castle curator, and kind of get a little bit of history about the, the castle and, and the, the, um, the builder and what it was, but it was his writing studio. Oh, okay. So it was kind of fun to to do a little history research there. Oh, cool. So, um, let me ask you from an editor's perspective, what, how did the the editing of the book help, um, was it helpful, um, or was there anything that, you know, any, any any author feedback that you know how was it helpful were the suggestions helpful is there anything you'd like to talk about about that process the 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 suggestions were very helpful um and you know uh, most of what your suggestions were were things that i had been told before (laughs) um (laughs) And it was just nice to have that little reminder. And I fact, in fact, this time um, I wrote things down um, and I've got them sprawled out across the bottom of my, um, my desktop. Um, I do have a bit of ADHD 
And so if I don't write it down, it's not, it's not staying. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and I've heard that with historical fiction, you can write long sentences, but some of them um, were a bit long. And that's why I made the suggestions that I did. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. So do you have the, um, do you have your books that you, do you have any books with you that you'd like to show for the video? The ooh-ah moment? <laughs> I can. As a friend of mine called it? Yeah. I, uh, let me, let me, uh, grab them here. Just give me a second. Okay. So while she's doing that, I just want to apologize for any technology snafus. Um, you know how the internet goes. Sometimes my internet wants to act up, sometimes not. So if you see any technology snafus, that's why. Um, please ex accept the apology for that. But um, even with the technology snafus, I still think we've got some really good content here. And uh, did I lose you? No. Okay, good. Good, good, I'm good, still good. Here. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. No, you're fine. You're fine. And um just as a reminder, well I can't do that reminder because by the time you're hearing this, NaNoWriMo will be over. But as we're recording this, we're in full swing of National Novel Writing Month. So just so you just just to kind of give you that little Yes. Oh, are you nanoing this year? I am nanoing this year. I haven't oh, nice. nanoed since. I haven't nanoed since. Um, well, since I've started writing this book. Oh wow! And just so you know, because we're recording this um, during the NaNoWriMo season, and it'll go out um, in December around the Christmas season, I will at the beginning of this, mm -hmm. I will give you my NaNoWriMo update. Um, before yeah before we start the interview i will add a little update there um so that people can um get a get an idea for that on the podcast part i might not be able to do it on the video but on the on the audio segment i will add that so um so wow okay so um what's what are you what are you showing on the screen if you can describe it So here, this is why it took me a minute. Oh, okay. To gather these, I have ten books um, wow. on hand right now. Yeah. Wow. I have ten books on hand. I'm waiting for Keeping Christmas to come. I just ordered that one, um, and then I have a couple others that are anthology books, like with our local writers group. Or um, I was once part of a blogging program called Heart Wings. Um, that's actually how I met Sandy Barella, the the um, publisher, founder of Celebrate Lit. That's how I met her was through Heart Wings. Oh, I met her and so. Denise through a mutual through a friend of mine <laughs> who's actually going to be publishing with them. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, she introduced nice. us and that's how I got started editing with them. So this is cool. Oh, great. Yeah. And I have, absolutely... so what, what I have is, um, these are the five independence islands books. Okay. Um, they are scrumptious independence, heart pressed, seasoned grace, blended lives and delicious devotion. Oh, and I used 
if you notice, they're all food themed. Um, and that is because my character, my main character, Beth, she runs a food truck. I've noticed that. Yeah, because yes. she talked about working in the food truck and then, and uh, yeah, I'm at the beginning. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> yeah. It's all right. But she runs a food truck. And so each book, Beth is in every single book. Um, and I liken my five books to like watching a, a, a series, a TV series, kind of like um, something on Food Network, um, like like Virgin Virgin River on Netflix. Oh, OK. Um, where it's it's a town, it's a location. You meet other characters just besides the main two. Um, some episodes involve other characters and not quite so much the main two, that kind of thing. Um, but every almost every book has a uh, a recipe featured. Um, oh, cool! Or I share a link to a recipe. I think in uh, Blended Lives, my character actually makes ratatouille. And so I share the recipe that I found that I use to make ratatouille here at home. Since we're talking, since your books are So that was... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So since your books are food oriented, um... What, if you don't mind explaining, what is ratatouille? <laughs> so ratatouille is, it's a poor man's dish. And it is a combination of um, root vegetables, carrots, uh, turnips, Potatoes. eggplant, uh, or root-like eggplant, potatoes, that kind of thing. And then they, but they're all, there's like no meat to it. Um, it's just all um, starchy. That's the word I'm looking for. Starchy like plant, uh, vegetables. And you cut it up real fine and you can either make it like a casserole and stack it up all pretty in your dish <laughs> ah. around, around your dish and and drizzle the tomato and bake it or um what i've done is to put my own spin on it and because i have to have protein with my meals um i fry it in coconut oil with um either sausage or chicken just to give it a little extra protein. Ah, the chicken would be good for me because I'm I'm not a I'm not a sausage person. But that's what. But that's cool. So we learned a little bit about food. Yeah. So, um, are there any tips? <laughs> yeah, are there any tips and tricks you'd like to share with the um, listeners and viewers today? Tips and tricks on what? Writing. Um. Basically, you know, any writing tips or advice okay. you want to import? Um, I think the, the, 
the writers is don't do what I do <laughs> or what I did. <laughs> um, educate yourself a little bit. You know, I, I don't have anything more than a high school diploma. And I found very quickly that high school level English and grammar is not enough to produce books uh, at this age and at this level. So I would definitely recommend educate get, educate yourself a little more on the points, um, the, you know, I, commas, oh, they are the bane of my existence. I hate commas. I know they're necessary, but I can never remember the rules. Cheat sheets everywhere in my office just so that I can try to remember some of the comma rules. So it's good to always refresh and it, it make sure that you you understand your tenses, your your punctuations. That'll that will um, give you a lot or give you a better base um, to start with, but then just write your story. Uh, something Shatona has told me, Shatona Havig has told me often is um, don't doubt yourself so much because when you begin to doubt yourself, um, you, you start to falter in your story. You'll get um what's what the word she call it um you'll get too technical if you doubt yourself too much yeah so write it but don't be afraid of what you're writing yeah i had to learn that myself and, for, yeah. and, and as an editor, um, I find, even though some of it can be confusing, but with the comma rules, I find as an editor, Chicago Manual of Style, because that's what a lot of the publishers use, Chicago Manual of Style is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Good to that's, know. That's I why, will write that one down. <laughs> yeah, that's why when um, I did the, uh, if you had ellipses, I spaced the periods out because that's the Chicago Manual of Style rule. I don't, I didn't like it when I first saw it, but now I'm so used to it till if I see the three dots and an ellipsis together, it's like, nope, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Just, I guess they say once an editor, always well, an editor. They, they've changed the, I I think they changed some of the comma rules. Yeah. Just that is not my forte. <laughs> yeah. They I think they have I mean they've it it's been updated. I think it I think we're on seven uh seventeen right now. Wow. Version seventeen. Yeah. I, I do it online. I still have hold on, let me let me actually get it. Let me actually get it. Now that we're showing books, I have this let me find it. Um <laughs> yeah, here we go. Ugh. You see this huge book right here. If I need to back up, let me know. Oh my. Yeah, this is the actual manual. I see it. It's upside down, but I see it. Oh, oh wow. Is that better? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just subscribed to the online because it's searchable and accessible. So, 
Uh, yeah, no. I, it sit, that sits on my shelf. And I'm away from the camera for a minute so I can put this back. But that sits on my shelf. Uh, collecting dust because I can't can't read it and I wouldn't know where to start looking for that that's why I do it online but when you subscribe online you get the book for half off <laughs> hey that works <laughs> yeah but it just sits there I'll show it off when I can't you know I use when I edit I go in, and, and that's I your bragging that, piece yeah that's my bragging piece exactly <laughs> I didn't even think about that thank you um but yeah so and I took a, a, a an editing and proofreading uh, with the Chicago manual style course so I have the lessons um, and if I can't find what I'm looking for in the lesson material, uh, it'll have related pieces or I will just search for certain keywords and, and, and look for, you know, stuff like that. That's, it's really searchable. So that makes it easier. <laughs> so where yeah. can people find you online? Well, I wrote that down, so I'll check it out. Okay. Pardon? Where can people find you online? Um, I have a website, www.melissawardwell.com. Uh, www that is also where they can see Back Porch Reads because I'm a, I'm a reviewer for Celebrate Lit and some of my own. Uh, my own I Want To Reads. Um, but I'm on almost every popular social media outlet um to purchase me on the website or through amazon right now or if it's a celebrate lit book you can get it on celebrate lit's website as well oh cool yeah i got i got um del what is it delicious devotion i got that kindle unlimited yeah so that's a nice little feature to have isn't it? Yes, I I ended up getting rid of my Audible because it was just too expensive, and I found a way. This little baby, wait, let me move my twisty tie before I lose it. This right here is my Braille display that I use to read books, okay. and um, that's how I read on my phone. I do Kindle Unlimited now, <laughs> and besides, it's it's cheaper than Audible, but we won't go there. Um, so do you yeah. have a <laughs> And, I, and I've got this inspiration from another podcast. But if you don't, that's fine. But do you have a call to action for the listeners and viewers today? It could be a challenge, a resource, anything that, you know, they can, they can do, they can walk away with and do after they watch this. Hmm. Kind of a, uh, like I said, if not, you know, I think we're all given a story that we can share. Yes. No, it's all right. We, we are all, we all have stories to share and it doesn't have to necessarily be published. Um, but you know, there's, we like to keep, sorry, I'm trying to process the thought here. It's fine. <laughs> I would say don't be afraid to share your story, whether it's fiction or it's something that's happened to you or um, whatever the case may be. I, don't be afraid to share your story because you don't know who that story is going to impact. 
if you've, and it doesn't need to be published, just tell it, tell people what you've come through and people like those things. They need that inspiration to, um, move forward in life or to give them something to give them some sort of hope. Um, we, you know, the world right now is pretty hopeless right now. And so they need something to encourage them. And, you know, and as a believer, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of told to tell the stories Mm -hmm. because God did something amazing. Right. We We need to be telling people about what God has done. And, um, if we keep, if we keep our stories to ourselves, we can't give God glory for that what he true. did in those moments. Jesus. So tell your story. Right. And even if it has to be told through fiction, or even if you have a message that you share through fiction, I'm going to add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell it. And that's what I'm working on because I had to, I had to, I had to write one story to get my character, you know, to, to, you know, some of that writing is it may be for you, just for you. And then you can do, and you can go back and God says, no, this is not what I really want. This is what I want. But you kind of have to learn through that process and tell your story. Mm-hmm. Because as yeah. I say. Yeah, that's end, how it was. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, as I say at the end of the story, at, at the end of the podcast, your story matters. Stories and books matter, folks. God wouldn't have given us the stories if he if if they didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. That's right. Well, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's part of the reason why I started my writing journey. My very first book, What God Brings Together. You know, I wrote it and I I wrote it so fast that it well, the first cut was a mess. But um it was when I was done writing it and I'm reading over it to go through the edits, it dawned on me that this was my life three years before. And I had to walk that forgiveness journey that the, the main character, um, Emma, I believe her name was Emma. (laughs) I can't remember her name. Yep. Emma. Ha ha. There you go. Um, that was the the journey that Emma had to walk through is for her to be able to move forward in life and in relationships, she had to learn to forgive to forgive her ex-husband. And that's something that society looks down on. He doesn't deserve forgiveness. Well, he's human. We all deserve forgiveness. Right. And if we don't walk in forgiveness, God can't forgive us. Right. And the, I'll like, you, you can't call yourself a Christian and, and not forgive. You have to. Yeah, you do. I had to learn that lesson myself in, in life. And I tell you the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Yeah. Especially if you've, if you, you have been beat down so hard by yourself like you just the shame has riddled you with you're no good mm-hmm. um but if others have done it as well you know if others have put something on you that really wasn't theirs to put in 
in your lap, you've got to let that one go too. And that's very hard to do. Oh, yeah. We could go down a rabbit hole on this topic. (laughs) So, um, do you have a... Yes, we could. (laughs) I'm also on the ministry team for our church, so it's very easy for me to get preachy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, we could talk about that because I've had to learn some hard lessons in my life, too. So, we... (laughs) Yeah. Um... But do you have a Bible verse you'd like to share? Oh, honey, there's a lot of them. <laughs> let me, let me. Oh gosh, I know. Right. Share with you something I read today in my devotionals. Okay. Let me try to bring it up here. I know. <laughs> Because it was so, you know, I, like I said, I am on the ministry staff at our church, which means, you know, (gasps) I preach on an occasional Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, I give the message. Um, And I was reading in Mark 10 today, um, the suffering and service starts in verse 35. I won't read it all. But there was one section that just kind of, you know, we forget that that sometimes um, we're actually slaves to Christ the minute we give our lives over to him. And so, uh, you know, I really, that uh, he, Jesus first, he went to the Gentiles first. He didn't go to the Jews first. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but in verse, let me see if I could find it. Cause I didn't highlight it. Silly. Um, uh, verse 42, it's, it's a small passage. Uh, Jesus called them over and said to them, the disciples, you know, that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles dominate them and their men of high positions exercise power over them. But it must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. We, we, t- we tend to read 45, verse 45, but we miss the rest of it. What he's saying is, We cannot expect a position of power or of greatness if we're not willing to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ first. Um, You know, I had a pastor that always said that if you can't clean the toilets of the church before you stand in the pulpit, you don't deserve to stand in the pulpit. Oh, and so that was kind of like, yeah, and it was just a nice little reminder this morning that in anything I do, no matter how frustrated I get when I, when I talk to people and I teach, I'm, I'm head of the women's ministry as well. But when I teach and, and I do these things, I first have to remember that I have to serve these people. I have to be willing to 
meet whatever needs they have. And if it means that we stop everything and I shut my mouth and just let them talk, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So that was my little tidbit for today was just working on having a a better servant's heart instead of teach, teach, teach. (laughs) That's like when I was talking to Heidi McGill the first time, who's the friend of mine that I met, um, Sandy and Denise Barella through, um, we, I was in the middle of the midst of a thunder. We were, I heard thunder and we were going, we were about to have a thunderstorm. So mm-hmm. right in the middle of the interview, God calls me to stop and pray. And sometimes you have to do that. Even when you're mm-hmm. talking about somebody's writing journey or whatever, and God leads you to do something, you have to do it. Yes. It, it, just the simple thing. Sometimes you have to stop. And I think it adds power to the conversation. Mm-hmm. It, it does. does. It really does. So I thank you for that devotional thought this today, because this is a Christian yeah. podcast. And I feel like it's not only just about the author, it's about serving God in, in the way that we do. So I'm going to ask you, would you like to close us out in prayer? Sure, I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of of fellowship and getting to know each other through books. Lord, even though we may write fiction, you can even be found in between those moments. Lord, I ask that you would be with Anne as she continues her podcast, give her wisdom and discernment in, in the right ways to go with this, this adventure and uh, give her words. May her fingers be prolific <laughs> as she writes her book this month. Lord, and, and I ask that you would be with each of the readers, Lord, that you would impart your, your grace and your peace and your hope on them as they uh, get ready for the Christmas season. Uh, Lord, that if their, their homes are empty, Lord, that, they, that you would fill them, fill their homes with your presence so that they, they can enjoy the season this year. Lord, we thank you and we honor you and we give you all the glory for all the talent that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, help us to not take advantage of any moment uh, in this journey that you have us on right now. Lord, we ask this and we just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I want to add one more thing to this prayer, Lord. Be with Melissa and give her the words and the wisdom to write the stories that you've laid on her heart, to minister to her church family, and to just continue to spread the love and spread the gospel in a way that you would see fit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we challenge you today. Amen. Thank you. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys. And remember, your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Are you looking for a professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and detailed-oriented editor who provides high-quality editing services at reasonable prices? Why not give Plot Stitch Editorial Services a try? As your friendly Plot Stitch editor, I will help you turn your messy manuscript into a story that engages readers from start to finish. Services include 
refining story structure, character development, filling in plot holes, show versus tell, passive versus active voice, dialogue enhancements, copy editing and proofreading. Send queries to theplotstitch at gmail.com. That's theplotstitch at gmail.com. Plotstitch Editorial Services, bringing stories that matter to life. everybody this is Anne from the inspirational journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from struggling blessed but not alone podcast how are you today Anne I'm doing good how about you Teresa I'm good so what's up I've got some news for you really what's that did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts no can you please share more about that Okay, so while you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnneWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnneWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnneWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.